0: This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. I've been preparing for this all my life. Here's Porter on hard and taking him to school. What a great play by Jay Shante. K.J. Martin climbed Bobong Mountain. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. And you've seen tonight that we, we fought together, we stayed together, and it's about damn time, man. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Jalen Green versus Cade Cunningham rockets Twitter drama, all of that and more in today's episode. What's up? And welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. If you enjoy what we do here at Locked on Rockets, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button at our brand new YouTube channel. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google. Google the brand-new Odyssey app. Wherever you listen, we would sincerely appreciate it. Now, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. Now, before I get into... So, I mean, we've got the Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Clash of the Century coming up. Uh, It's going to be a great game. Uh, Obviously, we already saw... Evan Mobley and Jalen Green kind of face off. And I think of the two, even though they weren't squarely, you know, facing off directly, you know, against each other, you know, guarding each other, all that good stuff. Right. Uh, I do think that Jalen Green came out the more impressive player of the two in the Rockets first summer league game. And it'll be really interesting. I mean, look, Rockets fans were already have, have already become kind of, uh, we've fallen back into our old ways and uh, trending on Twitter and all that good stuff and other fan bases, are already uh, hating on Rockets fans again. So the world is, you know, is resetting. Things are coming back to normal. And it's only going to get worse if the Rockets, A, beat the Pistons, and B, uh, if Jalen Green outperforms Cade Cunningham. And so we'll talk about that in segment two. It's going to be a a great game. Uh, Talk about the Rockets' Twitter drama. Uh, If you're not in the Rockets' Twitter sphere, uh, we'll talk about that, get you caught up on what's going on there in segment three. But really quick, before I dive into either of those, I do want to mention here at the top, because I didn't have a chance to talk about this uh in the most recent episode, but uh Tillman Fertita rewarded Jay Sean Tate with a contract guarantee. So Jay Sean Tate's contract, you know, for, for three years was not fully guaranteed. It had team options on both the second and third years. Um, and so the you know, general procedure, right. For, for these types of contracts for really any contract in the NBA is largely to wait until the year of, or the season of to guarantee said contract. If it's, you know, a team option or, or if it's just, you know, non-caring non-guaranteed deal, you've got an expiring date on the contract, whatever, or the, uh, the guarantee date, I should say, uh, not necessarily an option. And it, in this one, you know, Tillman Fertitta stepped up and basically said that they wanted to guarantee Jay Sean Tate's deal, and, and here's his reasoning why. Um, the decision to guarantee Tate's contract was directed by uh, Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta, the individual familiar with the decision said, with Fertitta wanting to reward Tate but also to send the message that Tate's determined play and attitude last season should be considered an example of the team's priorities. So first off, I love this move. Right, Jay Sean Tate is a guy with without a doubt who, you know, 2 months into his NBA career started to outplay his contract, right? Um and what this says, right, is that a they value him. They they want him to be a part of this team. He's going to be here for these next 2 seasons moving forward or at least his contract is guaranteed for the next 2 seasons moving forward, I should say. But it's a, it just kind of sets a good example, right? And I think that so much of what the rockets organization has been able to accomplish and and do over these you know last you know 6 months to a year really since the whole you know departure of Daryl Morey and since kind of the old guard all started to fall apart and, and fade away um the rockets have made the right moves they've made the right decisions and I think you've got to, again, tip your cap here to Tillman Fertitta. It's a good, it's not only a good PR move, but it's just the right move, right? You want to keep Jayshon Tate on this team because that's exactly the type of mentality, the type of work ethic, personality that you want around these other young guys, right? Jayshon himself being a young guy, but obviously on the older end of the spectrum, uh, both he and Christian Wood at 25 years of age instead of, you know, around there at 19, 20, 21, that kind of deal. So, I love this. I think it's the right move, obviously, to, to hold on to Jay Sean Tate. I think he's the starting forward for the future for the Rockets, at least for the foreseeable future. And uh, hopefully, he doesn't lose his starting spot this next season due to a roster squish uh, with so many players that, you know, deservedly should be starting, but there's only five spots available. So, at this point, I'm kind of hoping that the starting lineup is... I'm kind of predicting that the starting lineup is going to be John Wall... Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood, even though the lineup should be Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood, Daniel Tice. That should be the starting lineup, and I don't think it will be because I think they want to, I think the, the original starting lineup I listed out covers all the bases of players who have, you know, the not the most to lose from not starting, but... You know right john Wall's going to start as long as he's a houston rocket christian wood's going to start obviously um i think it would be ridiculous to not start jalen green and i think kpj we've discussed this before some of the confidence issues and stuff that he's dealt with in his career i think benching kpj would not be the right move and then lastly i don't think jason jay sean tate should lose his starting spot to daniel tice in that final spot because he's earned the trust of head coach Steven Silas, he's you know definitely delivered with his performances. Um, he deserves that starting spot, not and you know even more so even over a vet like Daniel Tice. So even though it might not be the most optimal starting lineup, I think that's hopefully the starting lineup that we will see come Rockets' regular season. But let's talk. Jalen Green versus Cade Cunningham, and we're going to get there in just one moment after a message from our friends over at rockauto.com, because look, you can save time and money by using rockauto.com. Why would you want to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts? Just visit rockauto.com. They've got you covered for whatever you need, right? There's so many different makes and models of cars these days, but they've got you covered for all the brands and specifications that you need for your car or truck. And When you're shopping at rockauto.com, their website is so easy to navigate navigate you can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck no no mess no hassle none of that right just pick out what you need and then when you're ready to check out hit the little shopping cart icon and when you're checking out be sure to write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car or truck will ever need visit rockauto.com And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball, preparing for the Houston Rockets and Detroit Pistons game, which is going to be a a super exciting game. Uh, Again, Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham going head to head with each other. And I think there's a legitimate opportunity here where I I really think we're going to see Cade and Green actually check each other, which is the best part in this matchup, because I think based on who the Rockets trotted out in their starting lineup against the Cavaliers with Kyrie Thomas, Josh Christopher, Jalen Green, KJ Martin, and Alperin Shingun, I think that you've basically got you know Green or Christopher are kind of your your two slash three at that point. Oh, pardon me. And so I kind of think that looking at who the Pistons trotted out with Cook, Hayes, Cunningham, Dumbaya, and Bay, I really think that we're going to see opportunities for Jalen Green to check Cade Cunningham. And that's going to be the first thing that I'm looking for, right? Is do they, does Jalen Green willingly check Cade Cunningham from the jump, right? Because he's, talked about wanting to be an impact you know defensive player wanting to you know make an all defensive team knowing that that's the side of the game that he needs to focus on because the offense is is all right he's so gifted and naturally talented you know on offense that's that's never going to be the question with him it's about what can he do on the other side of the court and I think in that first game we saw, you know, we saw a lot out of out of Jalen Green defensively, right? We didn't see any defensive lapses. We saw him locked in. We saw him engage. Um, you know, he was playing good. You know, solid man-to-man defense. He was, you know, quality when it came to uh, rotations and, and helping out. Uh, there were even some possessions right where he was, you know, switched onto a big and didn't, you know, didn't immediately give up or concede things of that nature. So I think defensively you know, Jalen Green kind of held his own. And for a guy who's spoken so much about wanting to be uh, an impact player on that side of the basketball court, it was good to see. So it'll be great to see if he steps up to the plate and if he's just like, nah, Cade, that's my guy. And I'm fully expecting it, right? I'm fully expecting uh, a show, a true performance from Jalen Green in this one. Because obviously he holds, you know, he holds a little bit of – uh uh, animosity towards the Pistons for not drafting him number one overall. And hey, look, I'm glad he's a Houston Rocket. I'm glad he fell to number two. I'm excited to watch his career blossom here in Houston, but he definitely wanted to be in Detroit. And he's going to use that fire to really go out and, and lay down an impressive performance against the Pistons. That's that's what I'm feeling. Uh, I think we're, we're headed for another 20-plus point outing from Jalen Green. Uh, I, I think he, lo- again, looked a little tentative at the start of the Cavaliers game and then really started to get going and then had that flurry uh, at the top of the fourth quarter with the back-to-back triples and then that mid-range jumper uh, a little bit later on, a couple minutes later, you know, eight points within three minutes at the top of the third quarter uh, was really, really impressive to see, as well as the driving, everything that he did in that game. I I think we're going to see another stellar performance from him. But then on the flip side, you got Cade Cunningham, whose uh, debut for the Pistons wasn't nearly as... uh, spectacular as Jalen Greens. Uh, 12 points on just 5 of 17 shooting, only 2 of 7 from behind the arc. Uh, Didn't go to the free throw line at all. Had 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 5 turnovers. Was a minus 1 in 26 minutes, and also lost to the OKC Thunder 76-72. So, I, I mean... I think of of the of the guys we've seen so far. I, on a quick sidebar, I mean, Jalen Suggs was was incredibly impressive uh, in his debut. I will say that. Uh, so, I mean, let, let me just throw that one out there. So, the the top prospects have, have all looked, uh, you know, varying degrees of success in their first few games. Uh, but I'm not expecting Cade to, you know, go out and have like a clunker. Unfortunately, I didn't catch the Thunder Pistons game, so I'm just going off of a couple of a few of the highlights that I saw, um, as well as some commentary from others who do cover both of those respective organizations. Uh, But you know, Cade looked a little, you know, didn't look great. So let's let's see how he looks against the Rockets because Lord knows that Rockets fans are going to uh, be insufferable if the Rockets walk away with a W from this game. And then not only that, but I'm looking at the the Pistons, you know, summer league lineup that they rolled out against the Thunder. And. I'm just wondering who is actually going to check Alper and Shingun and and do I guess I guess Cook, maybe Bay. No, it's got to be Cook. Um because Shingoon, I think, is headed for another impressive game as well, right? You know, we saw in his first game uh, how active he was on the glass, how frequently he got to the free throw line. Again, 14 trips to the charity stripe, hit nine of them, uh, finished with 15 points, but shot only three of 10. And there were so many of his misses that were just bunnies, like right there at the cup that either just, you know, just missed the front of the rim or just rolled off the rim. And, you know, maybe we just chalk that up to jitters. I don't think that's a thing where, where he's going to consistently miss it, be missing easy bunnies right at the hoop. So with Shingoon, I think he's, you know, very much capable of putting up a 20-point performance because, uh, again, he had 15, but he only hit three of his 10 shots, right? He could have easily broken 20 points and had a 20-point you know, 15 plus rebound night in his uh in his Rockets debut. So I'd keep my eyes on him. I think he's another, you know, obviously all the hype is surrounding Jalen Green, and deservedly so. But Alper and Shingun, being, you know, the Turkish League MVP and being as talented as he is at his age, uh I'm I'm very high on Shingoon and I'm excited to see his career, you know, moving forward as a Houston Rocket. I think he's got a lot of promise. And obviously we already saw a little bit of that in the first game. Uh, and then just to re-up on, on you know my point that I had in the recap from the Rockets-Cavs game, I think my one goal for Jalen Green is to really get comfortable in the pick and roll. And so I want to see him utilizing pick and roll in this game. Uh, I, I'd like to see him spam pick and roll as much as possible, but at the same time, I understand that they want to run some sets, get him moving a little bit off ball, that kind of thing. Uh, so those are kind of my two things to look for moving forward with him and seeing maybe, right. Do, do he and Shingoon connect on, you know, some, some backdoor cuts or some off ball action where you've got Jalen Green using his speed, his quickness, that first step to, Uh, You know, get open without having the basketball in his hands, you know, be a backdoor cut or, you know, curling off of a screen here or there. And then, you know, receiving passes to put himself in a position where he's already got the advantage on his defender because he's on the move. And so I think we saw a little bit of that in the first summer league game. And I know I'm getting getting a bit ahead of myself here, but that type of willingness to operate off ball to move without the ball in your hands is, you know, an important aspect of what makes guys like Steph Curry, what makes guys like Klay Thompson so lethal, uh, Devin Booker, right, makes them so lethal in the game. And I do think at times that's what made the Rockets a bit predictable and easier to guard when it came to the James Harden MDA version of the Rockets that we, you know, came to know and love all these, you know, these past few years, is because James Harden didn't really exactly have a willingness to move or operate off ball. And I think when you're able to do that, when you're able to give the defense different looks, and they they're not exactly sure what's coming, you know, on any given possession, it makes things a little bit harder to to guard you to t- you know to to hone in and really lock down one specific player. So I like that, and I'm excited to see more of that out of Jalen Green. I think he outplays Cade Cunningham, and I think Rockets fans are going to celebrate another W and be insufferable on the Twitter sphere. Which reminds me, we are going to get into the most recent Rockets Twitter. Uh, beef, dilemma, drama, all of that, as well as a a fun little uh, blast from the past for one, Josh Christopher. And we'll get there after one message from our friends over at betonline.ag. Because look, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We got baseball season going on strong. They've also also got you covered for UFC, MMA, you name it. They've got it over at BetOnline. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's time to get in on the action. You can do that using promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus. Bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code Locked On at BETONline. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything. Houston Rockets, basketball, part of the Locked On podcast. Network your team every single day. Now, the Rockets Twitter sphere. Um, first off, this kind of I want to. Th- this this all stems from and started with, and I already gave you know a little bit of a message on this, and I want to double down on this. But the whole jersey thing with with Jalen Green and with Daniel House and everybody clamoring for House to give up you know his number four to Jalen Green. Look, yes, number four has historically been Jalen Green's number. He's flexing the number four chain. He even mentioned it uh, at the end of. Uh, at the end of the first game in his post-game press conference, uh, you know, somebody asking, you know, who, you know, how, how'd you feel after your first uh game as a Houston rocket? And Jalen green said, it felt good. Um, You know, it felt good to wear the Jersey. It didn't have my number of course, but it's all good. It still says rockets. So it was exciting. So, I mean, even Jalen green has commented on it a little bit, right? He keeps flexing the chain, you know, the four, uh, John Morant tweeting out JG four. Um, You know, everybody associates the four with Jalen Green, of course. But the four has also been Daniel House's number. And I think it's gotten a little ridiculous to the point in which uh, Rockets fans are just bullying Daniel House, trying to, you know, get him to give up the number four, right, to a rookie coming in. Doesn't make any sense. And look, I know Rockets fans, you know, are kind of split on two sides of the aisle when it comes to Daniel House Jr., Um, frankly, and it all, you know, it all goes back to the bubble situation. Right. And frankly, where I'm at with the whole Daniel house situation is I'm ready for him to be gone, but not because of that situation. Right. I'm just ready for him to be gone because he doesn't fit this current timeline. He doesn't fit this team. Um, he's a relic of the previous era. Um, all of the above, right. These are all the reasons that I'm I'm just ready for Daniel House to be moved. There's no minutes for him. Um, if I have to choose between who's getting minutes at the three spot, in order, it's going Jay take K.J. Martin, and then David Nwaba last, right? I don't want Daniel House absorbing minutes from anybody else who should be getting them ahead of him, right? So my, my issues with House are not about the off-the-court stuff because, frankly, when you look at that situation in the bubble, regardless of the morality of it from House's standpoint, Not going to get into that portion of it. I'm sure other players were doing it, right? Shout out, it's, you know, just like the Astros, (laughs) you know, with the whole, uh, you know, the Astros weren't the only team that were cheating. Um, they were just the team that got caught and punished. Daniel House wasn't the only person that was having, you know, guests inside his room, you know, all that stuff. Uh, He was just the guy that got caught and then got punished and got booted out of the bubble for it. So, and obviously that led to the Rockets, you know, not having the proper rotation against the Lakers and Rockets fans were rightfully so pretty upset about that situation and how it all played out. But at this point, I'm not saying it's like completely water under the bridge, but I just, I don't get the animosity Towards Daniel House, this is a guy. This is a local Houstonian, right? It's it's been his dream to make it to the NBA to become a professional basketball player. And not only did he make his dream a reality, he's playing for his hometown team in the Houston Rockets. And now the Rockets are bringing in this you know this young stud, Jalen Green. I get it. The team's going through a rebuild. All of this, but you've got a guy, a hometown hero in in Daniel House Jr., who is you know now being, you know, booted off the team and basically being told, yeah, we want you out, give us the number, all all this, right? It's just, it's rough, right? And I think it's gone a little bit too far with the fans is my main point Um, because at the end of the day, like, he's a Houstonian, right? We got to protect our own, that kind of thing. And I just don't like the way that it's trending. I think it's a little ridiculous. And so here we go with how this all kind of blew up on Rocket's Twitter uh, on Monday afternoon. Uh, Red 94, who, look, Rahat, good friend of mine. I love Rahat, um, but I think he was amiss on this one. So he tweeted out, If I'm Daniel House, after completely screwing my team over of any shot at advancing due to my selfish lack of discretion, I would probably read the room and hand my jersey number over to the incoming franchise superstar, but that would require too much self-awareness. Damn. Yeah, that's a, that's a tweet. So... Daniel House Jr. comes in and uh, comments, right? Because I think we need to realize that as much as we say and talk about these players, especially on social media, um, they definitely see it. They definitely read it. And uh, so Daniel House Jr. comes in and tweets back at Rahat. You must want 40 House attention. Your podcast numbers must be dipping. Give your platform to someone else. It ain't working for you. And then he added his uh, 40 house entertainment account. And so first off, uh, that was hilarious. Your podcast numbers must be dipping. I felt that in my soul, uh, you know, because of this show. But uh, so house comes in, red comes back. Daniel, I've been trying to get your attention for years. Truly an honor. Rahat linking to all the articles that he's written about the success of Daniel house, all that kind of stuff. House comes back and says, uh, then let's state uh, the, Oh, sorry. I apologize. He comes back and says, nah, we not on friend terms. So keep that friendship you trying to offer, uh, 40 house. So I, I just house basically came in and had enough of it, right? He's been, I'm sure he's been reading all the comments, seeing everything, breaking down all of this stuff and just decided to jump in and, you know, kind of dunk on Rahat. Similarly to me, when I jumped out and dropped a little Sammy joke on the timeline and House decided to drop in and say, uh, not funny, but I hope you found your true love. So I think House, you know, definitely reads the commentary on the social media and you know, it probably does rub him the wrong way. Again, as a as a Houston guy, um, getting to play for his, you know, hometown team, that kind of situation, and seeing so many of the fans of the team basically saying, Yeah, he's got to give up his number, right? He's ingrained that number into uh, you know, into who he is, into his. Uh, you know, persona into his, uh, the you know, all the all the work that he does, uh, you know, for, for the community, all that stuff, that four is, you know, representative. And I think that, you know, I had a couple people reach out to me and say that, you know, it's messed up because that number doesn't just represent, you know, his entertainment business. That number isn't just a jersey number, right? It's, you know, representative of him being from Fourth Ward. And it's kind of like this icon, to them where, Hey, he made it out of fourth ward and you can too. And I had a couple people reach out to me about that and, and, and kind of explain the situation. And so I think that, you know, again, the situation has gone way too far with house and I would respectfully ask rockets fans to uh back the hell off because it's just messed up. Like who cares, right? Jalen green's going to rock Jersey number zero. If D house gets traded bet, then, you know, Jalen can pick up Jersey number four. If D house plays his last season for the Rockets and is gone next season, then guess what? Jalen green can switch to the number four. Then it's not the end of the world. And I think, you know, Jalen's going to rock Jersey number zero and Hey, maybe he sticks with Jersey number zero, right? Maybe it grows on him, that kind of thing. So that was kind of the first little bit there. And then the other bit, uh, is uh, has to do with Josh Christopher. So that's you know part A rockets drama from Rockets Twitter. Which hey, I'm glad we're back to peak Rockets Twitter after just one summer league win. Everything starts deteriorating. I mean, it was, it was great. Rockets were tr- were trending the other night on Twitter. It's I mean everything is is reverting back to how it should be. Love that. Um, so not only that, but we have Josh Christopher who basically has a ridiculous series of tweets. Talking about the Warriors um, as if it was meant to be like just looking at, looking at who, just scrolling through these tweets from, from Josh Christopher from like five years ago. Clay, greater than Steph. Uh, bro, y'all foul. I'm an OT with 11 seconds left. And guess who rips Kyrie? Steph Cotton Candy Curry. I need answers right now. Uh, saying Steph Curry is the greatest hooper on earth is almost equivalent to putting Lil B in your top five rappers. It just doesn't add up. Stephen Adams greater than Steph Curry. Uh, swallow that L Steph. <laughs> How are they going to name the sneakers Steph, but he's the one getting cooked uh, picture, uh, you know, tweet Steph is way better than LeBron in quotes picture two guys fighting. Like, I mean his Twitter history when it comes to the Warriors, is incredible so it's very it's very John Morant-esque right where John Morant's got that history of tweets you know rooting for and cheering on the Houston Rockets only this one you got Josh Christopher just vehemently against the Warriors and he even came out and tweeted uh or, or shared it I think you know last night uh saying man I was he goes man I was 14 and I didn't know what I was doing like he wasn't expecting these old tweets to surface but if anything, it's a little bit more endearing. You know, it endears him to Rockets fans because obviously we've still got a lot of uh vitriol towards the Warriors fan base for all those years of going head to head with them. So I thought that was just a fun little moment. So if you want to, if you're on Twitter, just you know, search Josh Christopher's, you know, tweet history, add the the tag warriors in there. You can sift through all of them. There's a lot of them. I only read off a few of them there, but I thought that was a fun little thing to plug in here uh at the tail end of our show. So with that, uh I'm excited for Rockets Pistons. I think it's going to be an exciting game. We already had Cleveland, you know, Rockets Rockets Cavs was an exciting game. I think it was the best summer league game that was played that day. It kind of almost kind of came down to the wire. Um, You know, a lot of back and forth, some really great performances all around in that one. And I think we're headed for the same thing with this Pistons matchup. But for today's episode, that's going to do it. As always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets to talk about a Rockets win and Jalen Green outplaying Cade Cunningham. So with that, It's going to do it. As always, thank you so much for watching, listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.